All right. You want to do a show? Yeah, let's do a show. Or you want to cancel? Nah, let's do one. Okay, that's fine. We'll do a show. You like my socks? Yeah. It's almost Christmas, baby. Uh, they're pretzel socks. I'm not quite sure. Was pretzels oh, big sorry. in your house during Christmas? No, I just okay. said, I, I, you said like my, I didn't even hear the socks thing. I just, I just talk. <laughs> I don't listen to you. Oh. But yeah, nice pretzel socks, dude. I like so, you. Give it a little flair. It's a little, little kick to your adulthood. Welcome to Hollywood Anonymous. I am uh, Brian Irwin. And I'm John Huck. The, um... You know, there was, there's, um, when you have kids and they're like two years old, they, uh, year and a half, two years old, they actually don't talk to each other. They play and, and there, there actually is no connection. So is that kind of what we're having here? We're like, I think it's called parallel playing. I really so we're can't parallel even, talking. So you and I can't even have a, I can't even hear what you're saying because I'm fucking trying not to comment on how long you're playing the song. I'm just gonna like I'm trying to Why let it go. Why does it bother go. you so much? I'm just trying to let it go and, and It's only played for fifty seconds. It's gonna play for another two minutes and nineteen seconds. <laughs> all it has to do is five more minutes. Which part of the song is it that bothers you? No, it's not the song that bothers me. I <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean the song really moves. It shakes. But I think it's the I feel like we're ready to What did DJ- you just say? The show what? The song it moves, it shakes. Do you know why I picked this? Because it doesn't move or no, shake? No, a long time ago, before there was 5,000 uh, television shows public and domain. channels and all that kind of stuff. No, no. It has nothing to do with that. There was a show called Hooray for Hollywood that used to be on like either before or after the Muppets on Monday through Friday. And it was pre-Entertainment like Entertainment Tonight and all those shows. And living in Wisconsin, that was like my like quote-unquote, like my, my behind the scenes of... Well, no, they weren't actually back then. The press didn't talk about anybody's. I know they, co- it was they covered promo- it up. It was just promotional. It was yeah. a fluff piece for Hollywood. So that was kind of like that thing of like I think when you're outside the system, you don't know anything about what goes on here. It's 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 pulling back the curtain a little bit. So anyway, yeah. that was that was your, okay. Well, I think I, hey, it's a good it's a good song. But I'll never fucking play it again. I'll no, tell you no, that right again, now. Again, it's not the song I have a problem with. I say when we talk over it, I feel like we're fucking morning DJs. You know what I mean? Well, no, I mean we're not doing like you know horns and honks and slide whistles. I mean, no, I'm going to get them out. Here. No, no, but I mean, I mean, I, I love slide whistles. I mean, from the point of like when they play music and shit, and then they're like talking. Well, about it's it. just the intro. Do you want to? Should we wait, just have a separate pre-recorded intro no, song? Where, no, <laughs> I want to stop talking about where it. Now. it. Where it highlights all of our greatest moments of hilarity <laughs> in the first yeah, thirty you, some odd episodes. Can you edit a best of uh, small clip to play at the beginning of each show? Are we going to do something special for episode fifty? I mean, are you going to get me a present i just need to know in advance yeah yeah yeah. what is that like that's gold or silver what is the 50 episode podcast mark uh wicker i have no idea wicker here's a wicker chair uh i, got <laughs> I hate wicker by the way do you, are you do you have anything wicker in your house uh what do i look 95 like no man i don't have any wicker uh do you not have a female in your house yeah why does anybody in she, your house ever shop like, at pier one imports and no. that's pretty that's all wicker right no we don't, those no. even still exist i don't know i don't know is wicker sucks though i wouldn't want to sit in a wicker chair Oh, we Could had you one sit of those in my wicker up. chair? No, but I'll fucking throw it on the fire. Uh, my favorite thing was uh, the wicker chairs uh, that we had growing up. You know, all, uh, unlike regular chairs, wicker chairs when they when they go, they take you with it. There's that there's that last <laughs> there's that go, last stand. Take you with it. So you sit it's in the like wicker being chair attacked and by just, a scarecrow. Just, what is this? <laughs> it just collapses. It's just ha- you don't realize at that moment because it has some sort of padding on it that's yeah. hiding yeah. the fact that it's there's no bottom or no straight, seat. Yeah, and you just go you and the wicker. <laughs> You're done. Oh, the fucking wicker. And all the noise it made. You couldn't watch TV with that stuff. That's me doing... I'm Michael Winslow, everybody. I just did some impressions of me sitting on a wicker chair. (laughs) (laughs) It's all sound effects. Uh, All right, guys. Um, Our guest today... (laughs) 
who actually it's so funny when you have someone on who's not a comedian or um get out like an actor okay they, when you tell them the process of the show it's like we do a couple minutes and then we'll bring you in that guest who's not the comedian or not the actor usually waits those couple of minutes until they're brought in every comedian we've every ever had single on single one can't help can't themselves fucking hold off for what they're like as soon as they anywhere they can put ah, pff, ah, yes, and then they're they make in, a noise. And then we have to bring them they, in and like, yeah it's called a noise nudge so basically you know it'd be like kind of nudging yourself in in a three way or something like John does but it's it's more of a <laughs> but it's just see they just they want to make a noise so you have no choice at that point to be yes. like alright there's this weird noise in the background yeah, gotta talk about it gotta talk about it <clears throat> uh, our, our guest today uh, location extraordinaire movie producer um, all around good guy homeowner uh, all around solid dude Jay Brown. All right, Jay. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate you, it. Do you, do you want some morning zoo applause? Uh, I, I, I can, bring it on. I'd love to it hear it. It might take about 20 minutes. Yeah, can I pause? No, I pause yeah, okay. he can't. He has to download we're it. We're recording and... live to tape. I prefer not to. <clears throat> this is live to. We're going to tape, are we? We go to tape Should now, guys. Are we out of tape? Guys, that's the funniest. I, I put down some music. I played music with a friend of mine, <clears throat> and we recorded some of it. And like in the middle of it, he goes, oh, hang on a second. And I go, oh, are we out of tape? And it's just like us laughing for five minutes about how I... It's like, are we stoned? Is that why you ta- laugh for five minutes? Uh, probably. Yeah, okay. but <clears throat> I, la- I can laugh for five minutes without being No, you stoned. can't. <laughs> no, you can't. No, you cannot. No, you can't. I think a laugh is like, ha, 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 moving on. Right. You laugh for five minutes straight, you're fucking stoned. I mean, okay, unless, so, not, unless something is... You're a madman. You're an evil scientist? Uh, <laughs> you're a psychopath? <laughs> There's something. There's a yeah. disconnect somewhere. I, <laughs> I have not, never laughed. You're not for blended five in minutes. with society right. too well. Let's just say okay, that. If you I will, I'll give you a case in point. So this morning, I let Frank the dog, the white one that hates you, I let him out, <laughs> and we could see him outside the window. It's me and the boys. We're at the table eating, and Frank. This is going to be disgusting, but it's fucking hilarious. So Frank's trying to take a shit, okay? But the problem is, my wife has really long hair, and Frank's one of those dogs that every once in a while I think you know, they eat human hair, right? Like they get in a thing. So we're watching Frank's. There's two turds what? hanging off of a because it's funny. I'll, I'm getting there. Oh I know where you're going. I'm so a dog owner, so I know exactly where you're going. There's two turds hanging onto this hair, <laughs> but he's trying to shit it out. At the same time, when you try to shit something out, you have to suck it back up a little bit and then shit it out. So now it's like he's got two poo puppets on his butt, and he's just they're just going up and down and up and down. He's just sitting there. He's got a shit yo yo. Shit bungee. Me, me and the kids are fucking losing our shit in the fucking house because you're twelve. This, well, no, this dog because the dog has concerned yet dead eyes. Yeah, because the dog's like, I can't really solve this problem because I'm a fucking dog. I'm just gonna keep trying so to poop it out. I, I'm gonna keep bringing this fucking turd puppet <laughs> up and down. And hopefully, and up one and down. final push. So finally, I'm like, this is hilarious. However, wife, who loves the dogs more than me, that's your call. I clean the cat boxes. You're going to have to go ahead and do a catch and release program on the turds that fucking stuck. So you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've been there. I've actually had to pull the turd from the butt and the long hair that comes out of that ass is the worst. (laughs) Come on. It's so, you realize at that point, point, you're like, who's working for who right now? I mean, this is like... Guys, get a dog for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) If you're you're a child and you're listening, demand that your parents, if you want to watch your parents pull poop out of the fucking butthole of a dog. 
Oh my God! Come on, man! It's but here, here's the deal. You're you, sweating. I'm gonna turn that fan on because you are dying over there. Keep I'm, talking. I'm always sweating, dude. Those bologna slices. Oh yeah, dude. But <laughs> I wore a long sleeve shirt. It's like I, I get it. I, I knew I'd be hot, but it's cold out. Whatever. It's no. It's, it's winter. I'm enjoying. Hey, I'm enjoying the cool. I'm enjoying the cool. Um, John would be in a flop sweat in the Antarctic. I would, dude. I mean, if I have to put on a winter jacket, I'm like, it's hot in here. You know, it's, it's below zero. You are eventually gonna get a dog. You do know that, right? I would like to. Married? Uh, yes. Kids? No. Okay. You never never planning on it? Uh, planning on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. There's usually you a should, process. You've been married like, for how long? Just a year and a half? Uh, two years now. Okay. Two years. Still yeah. fresh out of the box. <clears throat> yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And you're not snipped, so there could still be an accident in waiting. Exactly. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, the uh, yeah, my first one. Even though my wife was on the pill, we had an antibiotic baby. You know what an antibiotic baby is? No. I'm going to help you. Okay. Um, I'm helping you too. Okay. Thank Antibiotics. You. Thank you, if, Dad. If your female other side ever gets ill, uh, antibiotics kill the pill. I see. Okay. But, there, but here's the thing. So you say to yourself, you're not really, you know, unless you're just total a douchebag, you really shouldn't be sleeping with your girlfriend or their wife when they're feeling ill. You should not be still forcing <laughs> yourself upon her. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, is there's about a 10 to 12 day period after they are healthy, the pill still does not work. And that's the danger zone. Oh. All right. See? Just trying to help you guys out. Well, I force myself on my. But my antibiotic baby, sick. by the way, is an awesome kid. So I'm glad it happened that way. But I'm just letting you know. Right. Happy this. accident. Yeah. All right, yeah. Bob. He has a, a Bob Ross kid. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But, uh, Bob Ross? The, you know, the painter? The painter? Oh, sorry. I, I, I think there's somebody else in town named that, and I was like, I'm just Oh, no, no. Uh, uh, no, Bob Ross, is a, he passed away in the 90s, but... Uh, oh, the curly-headed guy. Yes. Let's yeah, yeah, put yeah. a Which kid. is why when you said, you know, because your first one has curly hair. You can imagine painting a Let's put a little child right about here. He never... Please, God. <laughs> whatever that is, don't ever do it again. <laughs> what the... It's morning zoo. All right, continue. Yeah, that's the sound of me getting a boner, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's how it goes, good luck with that one. <laughs> um, uh, Jay, I met Jay. Uh, we'll get your origin story as to how it relates to me, because this show is about me, right, guys? Always. Um, met Jay. I worked on Punked for one season. That's enough. Jay, how about you? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, and then there was a location guy who I'm actually still friends with. And he left to go do something else, and Jay came in and was the locations manager for everything I was on until like probably three or four years ago. How but, is so? How, how does that work out? Because by accident, or you guys were always hired by the we, same we people, were both, so you we know worked all the, for the same like. Ashton's but wasn't it? Company. But didn't I come in after season one? I came in season two, and you actually hadn't uh, started yet. I had already started because you came in off of the. Uh, the whole Jason Goldberg will never hire you again situation. Which is, yeah, which was every season. Like every season I came back to that show, they were like, wow, this is your last one. I'm like, okay, great, fine, fuck off. And then somebody else would be like, hey, dude, we'd really like you to stay on. I'm like, what about the guy who's in charge who keeps firing me? Like, right. Just, he'll get over it. And I was like, okay. So I just kept showing up. and like, He'll kept, get over it. I just kept working. But yeah, I came in, um, well, season one, like I was only an associate producer and then I went, cause I, I'm like, Hey, I'm taking a vacation. And they're like, what? And I go, I go to Aspen to drive a van for the U S comedy arts festival. And they're like, what? I go, I'm leaving this job to go to another job. And I want to come back to this one when I'm done. And they're like, uh, okay. And then on my way back from Aspen, they were like, they called me like, yeah, we ran out of money for your position. So you're not needed. I go, okay. So then they call me and I didn't get along. I, I've kind of thought that was the end for me. And then they call me and like, it was Margaret Goodman called me. Uh, was at my brother's house over Christmas or whatever. She's like, "Hey, you want to come back for season two as a producer?" I go, "Let me guess. No one else would do it for the shit money you're offering." <laughs> right. And she goes, 
you're not going to make this easy, are you? I go, fuck no, why should I? Like, I was just a cocky piece of shit at the time. So that I obviously went back because I had nothing else. And that was, but we were employed through the same catalyst was Ashton Kutcher's company. And, and they did a lot of hidden camera stuff um, besides Punked and all those shows, 401, Real Wedding Crashers. I just got a check for the Real Wedding Crashers. Really? $4.21 for one episode 103. I'm like, where did this play? What is right. this? Like, did you go to Thirty One Flavors and spend it all right there? <laughs> oh, I deposited it though for sure, <laughs> uh, right away. Before right it, uh, away, automatic deposit. And um, now you can go to Residuals, the bar, and spend it there, right? Dude, yeah, you st- st- tape it up on the wall, free beers. That used to be the thing, free beers, free beers. Uh, but how you're from Oregon, correct? Uh, I moved down here from Oregon in '96, but. Bef- Prior to that, I was in uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, that's where you were born. And I was actually kind of, I was an Air Force brat. So I'm from all over the place. I was born in uh, Lake and Heath, England. I lived in Athens, Greece for about three years. Uh, Omaha, Nebraska was a pretty large portion of uh, the first two sound way more exotic than than Omaha, Nebraska. (laughs) I'm a Midwesterner, so I I, I think I can attest this. But um, a lot of memories, or were you too young to really? Experience the uh, the European zero when it comes to England, yeah. but when uh, I lived in Greece, you know that was uh, I think it was like second, third, fourth grade. Oh, okay. and I remember oh, cool. quite a bit of it. It was great. It was just a very cool experience as a kid. And you and I suppose for you that's the normal, right? So at the time, your perspective is not like, well, coming from America and living in this, this is so unique. I mean, that's all you knew, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. You went yeah. from London or England to Greece? No, we went from uh, London to like North Carolina. Oh, okay, was, so you did get a little bit of yeah. We went okay. to North Carolina for like six months, then we were in Texas for a year, and then. Omaha for year, two years, and then went to Athens, and then back to Omaha. So I wow. lived nine years of my childhood in uh, in Omaha itself. Okay. So. Wow. so you did have a little bit of an American perspective, Absolutely. per se. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. That's cool. Did you wear a, a toga to school when you went to school in Greece? No togas. Just like no a, togas. a flower wreath in your hair or anything? I, I, did, th- I did do that. that yeah. was, <laughs> did you always talk about this is the home of the Olympics? Is that what you would say every day? Every day. You know, this I never... is the home of the Olympics. I will tell you, as a kid, I always thought it was very cool to see all of the, uh, the ruins there and thought mm. it was amazing that those things were built. Yeah. You did know? You... And still there and partially yeah, still absolutely. there like, absolutely. after all that time. Now, did, you, did your parents drop you off by flying horse to, at school because that's where they live, right? Oh, yeah, Pegasus. Yes. Pegasus right. drove. <laughs> took Jay okay. to school every day. I'm just going off of what I read. Um, um, that's all I know about My dad know. wore uh, Nike shoes and flew in oh, all the okay, time. Good, Perfect. good. Perfect. Okay. Um, worst, best, funniest thing that happened to me when I was in Greece, we kept going to see ruins and my one friend, Andy, kept going, every time we'd get somewhere, he'd go, oh, this place is ruined! <laughs> and he would do it every time and every time I would fucking laugh hysterically. Of course. <laughs> and people would, probably. And, okay. people, and people would just go, they would just look at us like, ugh. Americans, like, Americans, 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 Americans. Um, and my mom told me... Were you teenagers at the time? No, we went as, right after college. We were eh, still, close we, enough. Oh, yeah, we were fucking Still idiots. immature enough. And I would, my mom was like, don't commit any crimes in Greece. It's close to Turkey, and you don't want to be in a Turkish prison. <laughs> it was like literally the only thing she said to me before I left. I what s- about a Turkish bath? I t- <laughs> did she warn you about those she or didn't. encourage? No, she didn't, okay. she didn't even mention them. But All the right. one thing I did, the one crime I knowingly committed was in Greece. I stole a postcard. Whoa. Why? I don't know, dude. Because I had a fucking... Because I had just found out that they make Jack and Cokes already in cans. And I was like, wait, what do you have? They're like, cans of Jack and Coke. I'm like... So I need to steal a, a postcard I need to have five of these. And, ooh, I'm going to go take a oh, postcard. Okay. Like, right. I was an idiot. I don't know. Fair enough. Sorry. I also kept my shoes on for like a week and then finally took them Whoa. off. Oh, it was bad. Uh. Um, so you move around a lot. But you came here... You came to went to Oregon. Why? Because your parents moved to Oregon is why you were there? 
No, I actually uh, went from Omaha, Nebraska from graduation, headed out to Oregon, because uh, when you're in the Air Force, you actually have to pick a state of residency. So my dad picked Oregon because my mother's family, it, it's a very convoluted story. Yeah. So my mom's family is from Marinette, Wisconsin. Ooh. And uh, I noticed Brian is a big Packers fan. Yeah. So How would you door. notice that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not everywhere. Uh-oh. All the mem- you okay, Brian? Uh, John? Was that? John, John, you okay? John? John. John? John, you okay? Oh, he just disconnected his oh. headphones. He can still hear you. You know that your ears <laughs> still work. He's yeah. right next Even to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I disconnected my That was way too much panic for something right. so simple. I thought I didn't know they connect, disconnected like that. I thought I broke them. I was like, I know, oh, but sh- your your panic shot a shockwave through this thing is he and I were like, do we need to do CPR? Like, and, the, and then it just turns out you bring me back to life. Um so I'm sorry. Oh, so Marionette, uh, Wisconsin. My my mother's family moved from Marionette, Wisconsin, to Oregon. My my grandfather was uh, working for American Can at the time. So uh, because my mother and father met in the Air Force, her family was in Oregon. It's, in, it's just it's so bizarre. My yeah. dad's family lived in West Virginia. You know. Oh yeah, little little hillbillyish. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so no, they lived in a banjo. <laughs> they did. <laughs> There was an old lady who lived in a banjo. So uh, dad, you know, mom and dad decided to pick Oregon as a a state of residency. And so when it came time for me to graduate, I could go to Oregon, you know, as an in-state tuition, you know, student. So decided to go from uh, Omaha to Oregon. They went from Omaha to Baltimore. My dad got a job working for Lockheed and... You know, just kind of went from there. So nice. I had, we were kind of uh, bi-coastal at the time. So. And, and that's why you're a Ducks fan, because you went to college there. Uh, yes. And do you, um, did you enjoy all the moving around? Was it ever? Did it ever get to that point where it was hard on you and you were like, I, I'm tired? Like, no, it's hard it, was to just, it was just it's... something I knew. And it was actually weird if I stayed in one place for too long. That actually felt weirder. Even you had that energy yeah. of like, let's yeah. go. Let's, let's just go. get somewhere else. Exactly. How did that affect your relationship with friends, though? Uh, it was fine. You know, actually, I've... I've I've created really great circles of friends. And even here in uh, Los Angeles, just being here for 18, 19 years, um, you know, I've, I've sort of kind of glommed onto different little circles of friends. And so just bounced around much like I did as a kid, you know, from country or state to state, that kind of thing. Brothers and sisters? I have a sister. You have a sister. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She has uh, three kids. and uh, So she's far more stable than you. Uh, you sure, maybe. Jay, Jay's a pretty stable guy. I mean, I'm just he, kidding. But he, but he's like the guy. He's oh, like, he doesn't have kids. Well, no, he has pulled hair out of a, out of a butt. But we're have, we're more pretty than much once. the same age, and he's like ha, he he's like you're very uh, adult compared to me. Like even when we, especially when we first met, right? You were like, yes, I I I'm renting, but I'm going to buy property, and I'm like, dude, Are you doing an what? impression? Is it? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Is that he? That just so you know, that's how he thinks you talk. No, 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 no. Uh, no. I'm just trying to say he's just, <laughs> very proper. He's, he's, I'm just, yeah. That's I'm just putting it. He's, he was very. Where's he was, your ascot? He was more adult exactly. than I was, uh, and at the same time, we worked in the same industry. We we're on the same team for this show. I, I, I just remember like, God, that guy's got his shit together, and I'm like. Pfft. Uh, I just yeah. ate a pot brownie. Yeah. And I was like, those were my days at work. I would say I was just a little more focused than you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That You know what? That's it. You were focused on uh, making a better life for yourself. I was focused on, hey, man, can I get like 10 bucks? Because uh, I need drugs. <laughs> outside, of, outside of Greece, where was one of the uh, uh, favorite places to live? Uh, you know, I loved living in Eugene. Eugene was fantastic. Um, but Now um, that's a man that you were friends with? <laughs> just yes. kidding. Yeah, hey, Eugene. All right. Uh you know, but uh, in terms of anything beyond Greece, I mean, you know, I loved Eugene and I love Los Angeles. I, I know when I first moved here in 97, I actually moved to uh, another area of Southern California uh, called Temecula. I know Temecula. Somebody, east and south of here. I.E. that yeah. many people like to call it. Inland Empire, um, baby. Lived down there for a year. 
uh, 11 months actually, and then moved to Los Angeles. And I remember I had that moment when I got to Los Angeles and I knew I was going to be living here. I was like, this is a good vibe. I like this joint. Really? This is going to be good for me. Late I think 90s. if you're not from here, though, that that's, that, you know, I mean, like this, it's, it is different than everywhere else. There's no yeah. doubt about it. You know, I mean, you can go to a big city and there's other big cities. There's Chicago, there's New York. You can still feel big city, but there's something, I, don't, I can't explain it either. I, I kind of know what you're saying. I mean, I come from Wisconsin and I always felt, when I was in L.A., it was so different, and there was something else going on there, and I always really was attracted to whatever it was out here. And then once I lived here for a long time, now I fucking despise it. No, I'm just kidding. Right. It's just like- I mean, people talk about how much they hate it all the time, and, and I, you know, a lot of comics, I think if they had the choice to work just the road, they would live somewhere else. You know what I mean? Um, but... Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't hate it. I actually like living out here. I, mm-hmm. I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed it all for the most part. You know, what the I mean? traffic. No one likes the traffic, so you can just remove not. that part of it right away and just yeah. talk about the other things. But okay, so. but now what am I going to go to Illinois and then be in traffic there? I mean, I'm yeah. going to fucking hate yeah, traffic are. wherever I go. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? So it's like, I'm. I'm actually. I'm using. I'm now using traffic to. Like I'm just trying to be more not so reactionary and not overreact about everything and sure. just fucking throw tools when I can't screw something <laughs> in. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to be less like my dad in that respect. Like one person comes, fuck you! Like trying to not to be that guy. So I'm using traffic now to just be like, okay, that person doesn't know that they cut me off. Like <laughs> right. I'm really and I and I'll, I'll try to listen to like Neil deGrasse Tyson podcasts and stuff. Like oh yeah, science. Okay, uh-huh. zen uh-huh. out for a moment. Yeah, I'm really I'm right. really trying to trying to do that <laughs> shit. But but it is. It I is, noticed that all hard. smart people in your world talk the same. Yeah, they all. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a brain, Doctor uh, Peabody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Before I share intellectual information, I'm going to put on my white lab coat <laughs> to make sure that I'm clearly defined in John's mind as to what a smart person would be doing. Um, yeah, that's how smart people wear lab coats. I don't know what to tell you, man. That's fucking science. I have too. one, so I'm going to start wearing it around you. To hopefully, maybe uh, hello, get some I'm more Brian, street cred with and you. I'm intelligent now. <laughs> Fine. Let me put on my intelligence coat. Um, why, why did you move to L.A.? I mean, what you know, I your... wanted to get involved in the entertainment industry. I had no idea what I wanted to do. But but where did where do you think that came from? Because like your dad is in the uh, Air Force, you said uh, he was in the Air Force, and yes. your parents are um, I don't not, I wouldn't call them hippies, but they're a little. They're, are they like? Are they dopers? Careful! They, no, no. they no. smoke the reefers. Do they? Not at all. Actually, mom and dad were. Uh, Pretty chill people, you know. They dad would like to have friends over, you know, drink some beers and chill out. But uh, you know, they uh, no smoking weed. You know, uh, yeah. I, why do I think that they were your parents were crunchy? Like no, not no, at all, not at all. No. Your dad no. gave a sweet speech at your wedding, right? And his uh, his hot shorts and t shirt. Oh my god, that was hilarious. Yeah, my mom unfortunately uh, came down. She passed a kidney stone right before the wedding. So she had to go to the hospital. Like hours before. I mean, literally hours right, before. Yeah. Poor, poor gal just in tears, crying. She's like, I got to go to the hospital. I feel really bad. You know, just apologizing left and right. Mom, go to the hospital. Let's yeah. get you squared away. Uh, so we, we go through the ceremony. We're sitting out back. You know, there's about 100 people in our backyard. <laughs> and uh, my dad comes walking in. And he hasn't had an opportunity to put on different clothes. He's still wearing the shorts and, you know, the uh, the stained T-shirt from the night before because he had to take my mom to the hospital. And he's been with he walks her, yeah. in and everyone's How old like, is hey, he at this uh, time? dad's, uh, he was 67 okay. at the time. So he's in the, he was, he's clearly a dad. Yeah, oh, absolutely yeah. a dad. He walks in, you know, everyone's like, how's Gene doing? Uh, and then I give him, my, my father-in-law gave a fantastic speech. And so I figured, well, now it's my dad's opportunity to say something. So I, <laughs> I hand him the mic and say, hey, dad, tell everybody how mom's doing. 
hand him the microphone, and he just awkwardly kind of looks around. He's like, well, uh, you know, we uh, went to the hospital, and so the doctors checked things out. And um, so uh, something about her... Uh, your, 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 her uterus. And, no, no, she doesn't have her uterus anymore. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I'm fucking killing I'm, I'm like in the back when he hands the mic. I'm watching. I'm like, oh, this is nice. He's going to get. And then he starts. I'm like, wait a minute, what? And then I like look at Jay and he's like, what? Now, when he said she doesn't have her uterus anymore, was there laughter or people like, maybe we're not supposed what? to laugh? Yeah, there, there was definitely laughter, but there was also that awkward, like, like why are you telling what? us? I, I sort of was hoping to get the, uh, you know, well, Jean's doing fine. You know, the doctors checked her out. It's not a big deal. And here's to the End newlyweds. Of story. And then right, here's the yeah. newlyweds. And then he starts getting into all this, like, metal t- medical talk yeah, about, you know, her ureters might have blocked, problem. blah, blah, blah. Oh, my like, God. Oh, Jesus. It was really funny, though. Yeah, so we, we continued to talk about that the rest of the evening. Yeah, I mean. Was it recorded? It, well, uh, Somebody I, must have. Do you have a videographer there? I, no, we didn't. I got to find out if that was recorded because it was it was a classic moment. Okay, so, but my point was... <laughs> What, where, where, where is where your mom's you, uterus? <laughs> and why is no one investigating? It was left in England. Um, Mick Bettencourt <laughs> wants to write a one-hour drama about um, what, where, like, in all your travels and everything, you said you moved down here to get involved in the entertainment industry, but what, like, was there anything, like, when you were a kid, did you watch, like, an inordinate amount of TV? Were you... No, it was weird. Uh, as I was growing up, I just had a very creative mind, and I just enjoyed taking photographs, um... And when I when I was in Omaha going to high school, actually, it was photographer of the uh, the newspaper and the yearbook, and I was involved in humorous interpretation. Uh, when I went to college, uh, I was doing very much you know much of the same stuff. I was doing art, and I kept saying over and over to myself. My dad actually had come to me at one point and said, you know, if you ever want to join the military, I wouldn't suggest it, but if you do, join the Air Force. And I'm like, screw the military, period. Yeah. I'm not interested at all. And uh, so I just always wanted to do something involved in the entertainment industry or some sort of creative art. So Los Angeles, Hollywood was always on my mind uh, as a kid. And then uh, when I lived in Eugene for seven years, I had a friend who was living in um, Los Angeles, actually moved out from Omaha. And he kept hitting me up and he's like, dude, I'm down here in Los Angeles. You got to come down here, you, you know, do something, get involved in the entertainment industry. So uh, 97, after my little short stint in uh, Temecula, I decided to come to Los Angeles. Why were you in Temecula again? uh, I actually just wanted to save some money, just so I could come to Los Angeles and just focus specifically on trying to find a job in the entertainment industry. And meth. And meth. No, but see, that's what I'm saying, is like the stuff that like we didn't have, like a plan, or like he's like, I'll move close, and I'll save money, and I'll make money, and I'll come into Los Angeles with some sort of a savings so that I don't have to worry about where my fucking food is coming from and where yeah. my rent is coming from. I guess from. I failed to say, my parents were living in Temecula at this point. They okay. Moved, uh, yeah, uh, so that's the one thing I okay. forgot to tell you. They moved you from, on meth? Uh, on meth uh, okay, as well. Good. Yeah. <laughs> they actually uh, moved from Baltimore. My dad's job for Lockheed moved to Ontario, and then they oddly decided to move down towards the Temecula area. Uh, so I I actually lived with my folks for about eleven months, okay. just building up. That's some, where you're the savings building came up, from. Building up a savings, and they were stoked. They were to loving have it. Back. Yeah, they were loving it. And uh, so then I moved to Los Angeles with, oddly enough, not that not that much money if you think about it. Twenty five hundred bucks in my pocket, and that was it. So you had one month, and uh, basically had one month. I was going to give myself, you know, anywhere from four to six weeks to make it in the industry in some fashion or form. Well, that's <laughs> four to six <laughs> weeks, dude. That was it. That was your plan. That was my plan. <laughs> if if I, I'm not famous in a month, I'm no. It wasn't even a matter of famous. It was like if I. But can't, even getting a job though is so hard. I don't think people understand. We've talked about this on other shows. 
Let, okay, let's say you want to be in locations. You want to be a PA. You want that's you. You can't even get a barista job in town. You can't even yeah. get the barista. Baristas pay too much. Everybody wants those. But I'm just saying, any job. Right. It's really hard to get a job in yeah. town to yeah. do anything. Well, I had zero idea what I was going to do. I knew I didn't want to be an actor. But uh, did you at one point get headshots? I absolutely did, <laughs> and I still have them. I still have a stack Wait a minute. of them. So Why? you did. Well, so because you when you moved to Los Angeles, I told you that. I think when you move to Los Angeles, I think it's a requirement. You okay. have to, dry, to get those. Yeah, to get dry cleaning. <laughs> that too. <laughs> no, but I mean, you, so there was something there where you were like, maybe, like if someone would have signed you to a three picture deal immediately, you'd be an actor now. Yeah, absolutely. I right. mean, I, I yeah, had. But why would they sign? He, no, but I'm just saying, like, he says, I had, no, I had no desire to be an actor, but he still went out and got headshots. So somewhere in the back of his head let's was like. Let's get back to that. Why did you get. Who told you to do that and why? My buddy that was living out here in Los Angeles. Okay. You know, basically, he was, he was doing like background work. Okay. And at the time, I think Cynics was like the big company or everything. Now Central Casting or yeah. something. And so Cynics was like the non union, like background casting. So. I, I wanted to do something to get paid, so, okay. and background was easy work to get at the time. So I decided I'm going to go do that, and they said, go get headshots. For 50 bucks down on like Vine Street in Hollywood, Yes, I went into this like little seedy joint, and this guy's like, sit on this stool and hold your, hold your fist underneath your oh chin, you know, some fucked up thing. Black and white, right? <laughs> Black and white, Exactly. <laughs> And uh, so I, my hair's gelled and yes, wearing some dude. sort of funky like button up shirt oh. and a tie. Oh, I was surprised you didn't have like an eight ball jacket. And- <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> so I uh, I get those headshots and I turn them into cynics and uh, I started doing background work. Okay, they're like you're too ugly for background. So for, sir. literally, literally two days. <laughs> no foreground work for you. Only background. Yeah, only, only background. background. Uh, two days into being in Los Angeles, I'm doing background work, working on movies like Dennis the Menace, working on Friends, working on Melrose Place, just like random things just like you know walking behind you know somebody like do, uh, do you do you know these scenes like do you know the melrose place scenes do you know so you could could you go to the could you go to the, the their their um catalog and know find the episodes you, you, you know the only one the only background job that i did that i know for sure that i actually made it to print and i actually <laughs> watched it in the theater was for mighty joe young oh wow yeah so working on hollywood boulevard Mighty Joe Young's climbing up on the Chinese theater. And there's a scene where Bill Paxton and Charlie Theron are standing. They look up at Mighty Joe, and she makes some sort of comment, and they walk off screen, and I literally pass by. <laughs> and after I saw this in the theater, you know, the movie comes out on, uh, I think at the time it was still VHS. Yeah. And uh, so some friends were watching I just met, and they were getting ready to pop it in. It was a blockbuster rental. And uh, I go, you know, uh, they just met me. And I go, you know, I was actually, I was in this movie. And they you're kidding me. <laughs> you, no way. And I go, yeah, yeah, I'll, 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 let's watch it. You I'll know, point out where I'll I am. I'll point out my scene. So we're watching the movie, and it's probably about 45 minutes into the movie. And I go, my scene's coming up. It's, it's going to be here in a second. And I go, you, I, I come in, you know, shortly after Charlize, and they go, well, what, do you have a line? I go, yeah, just hang out. Let's just watch it. <laughs> Bill Paxton, Charlize Theron, and I go, all right, here I come. Hang on a second. Charlize goes off, and then literally like one second passes by, and there, there I go. I'm wearing like tight shorts. They're tucked in. I've got on a black belt. I'm, and at the time, I'm not thinking about how fucking ridiculous I look. Now... How you many years like later? I asshole. look like a fucking retard. <laughs> you would never, you would never wear that again. Never again. Did they? Were they impressed by the? 
Uh, it was sort of one of those things where we built it up so much they thought it was the most hysterical thing right. because oh, it was course. just like a one second so you, pass yeah. in you front knew, of the camera. You knew that you were only in it for a second, Absolutely. and you were like, jo- like the joke was, "I'm in this." Yes, okay. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like, "Hey, I'm in this movie," and then you see it like eh, that was pretty good, right? Uh, awkward shit. <laughs> That's really funny. Mighty Joe Young, guys. Look for it on VHS. Exactly. <laughs> Blockbuster used to rent videos. Um, uh, that stuff went so fast. I mean, that industry yeah. just gone. But didn't, I mean, when I was in college, I was like, man, video stores. Well, no, oh, they video were stores. So I moved out here in 2000. Forever. When did yeah. you move out here? 97? Uh, 97. So 2000. I was definitely, uh, you know, with my wife. I didn't meet her until 2003. Still video stores, Mm -hmm. right? I think, I can't remember when they actually finally, when it was about 2010, where they finally just disappeared, was when Netflix finally started, more shipping was going on. Then Blockbuster tried to compete with the shipping of... Yeah, that didn't work. I don't know why they gave up, though. It didn't make any sense to me how Blockbuster ended up getting out of the game. Maybe they were just carrying too much. On the back end with their stores or whatever. That might have been the overhead, but they got crushed in a hurry. I mean, they were they were closing Hollywood video. They were closing, I think, even Odyssey, which was like yeah. this huge valley, you know, <clears throat> store. They they kind of shrank. And now it's just porn stores everywhere. That's all you can it's find. So yeah. bizarre. You want you want some VHS stuff? Can it's all porn. There's that. Right. There's I think over by me. There's still a place called Twenty Twenty Video, which I think is where all like if you're really like the you know the, the, that way if you're classified as a hipster, you would well, still go that, to that. Or if you're you know too broke for Netflix, or you'd rent movies from the library or something. And Amoeba. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing else. It's just bizarre to me that it just it, it just it's gone and it's yeah. out of your psyche. <clears throat> yeah, well it, now the closest thing is the red box. I think you can go into a Rouse. You can, and, you yeah. Know. There's a couple of those. But even and that. You can franchise yeah. the red boxes if you want. I'm thinking of putting one out from my house. Nice. In front of your house? <laughs> you get a lot of walk up traffic out here. Yeah. <laughs> That would be weird if I did start a getting popcorn, too much. Popcorn machine out there. Out the, movies, get your movies. Everyone's like, who is this fucking lunatic? Go inside. Got uh, any screeners? <laughs> Oscar, not, Oscar season. Uh, all right, so the headshot thing. Sorry, I just I, I, right, I remember so you, you telling me a long time ago. That's yeah, why yeah. I brought it up, because you say, I didn't want to be an actor. But your friend tells you, this is what you do. And, yeah. and we've joked about this before, because now you've worked long enough to know that um, in a shitty way... Extras are treated like shit. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And so, um, especially since you went over to the other side, uh, a lot of those people never make it to the side. They either become like career uh, extras or eventually they just kind of phase out because they realize they just can't. They just Like most people, you can't jump the fence, right? Sure. So did you do it for a long time or were you always like, I got to get into I got to get into something else? Were you actually using it as a way to understand what was going on in front of you? And That's say, exactly what I did. Okay. I absolutely used it to just kind of understand what was going on on set. So uh, I, I did it for there was about a two month period where I was doing that. But at the same time, I was looking for a job somewhere. And uh, the Hollywood Reporter actually had like a, a help wanted in ad the back. every Tuesday. It was like the someone had mentioned to me like you want to find a job in the entertainment industry every Tuesday in the Hollywood Reporter they have the best uh, help wanted ads. So every Tuesday for three weeks I would get a Hollywood Reporter and I would start sending out my resume to all these different places. Uh, two and a half weeks in, I got hit up by a commercial production company down in Santa Monica. They were just looking for a receptionist. I was willing to do anything. I didn't care. I just wanted to get involved some sort of way with a production company. Uh, they call me in. I go in. I'm wearing my tweed jacket. Oh, my God. With Hilarious. Leather, yes. leather elbows. Uh, smoking jacket. I, I had on my, my, I think, a wool tie. Walk in. Oh, my God. A wool tie. <laughs> with a square. Oh, the, it was ridiculous. The square, like the edged. Uh, yeah. All right. And I the same in. belt and shorts from Mighty Joe Young? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> the rest was all my wardrobe from Mighty Joe Young. I walk in. Uh, 
I walk into this company and the exec, and it's it's basically this Victorian house down in uh, on uh, May, uh, Ocean Avenue in Santa Monica. Walk in, there's just a receptionist there. She calls me and she goes, "Yeah, she was like the office manager." She goes, "Yeah, I called you in. Uh, our executive producer wants to meet you." I go upstairs and I remember walking through the door and he gives me this like look from the toes to my head and gives me this little smirk like who the fuck yeah. is this hayseed <laughs> you fucking <laughs> And he, meanwhile, he's probably this got a T-shirt on, and he's, yeah. yeah, and you're like wearing a tweed, nice square tie. Buddy. Hey, I used like, to just wearing like a nice polo and jeans. Yeah. It's like, who yeah. is this hayseed? What is this guy? <laughs> Let's talk to him. So I sit down. I tell him, you know, I'm just looking to get a job in the entertainment industry. I'm not even at this point. I'm just looking to do whatever it takes. I don't. I don't even care if I get paid. You know, it's just internship, whatever. Right. So. Uh, he asked me if I'm willing to answer phones. He goes, well, this position's really about just answering phones and uh, you know, getting food and stuff like that. Are you willing to do that? And I go, "What? I don't care. Whatever you yeah. need. So um, fortunately, he, he liked me. He actually thanks me for wearing it. He's like, thanks for wearing a... Uh, Tweed a jacket? jacket psycho? <laughs> I go, hey, no, no problem. <laughs> he was me, mocking hey, you. Exactly. <laughs> Called me two days later and says, you know what? We're going uh, to create a position for you. We need like, some, like an in-house production assistant to basically kind of do everything. Um, takes me off the phone duty. So I'm like, oh, well, okay. If I don't have to answer the phone, sure. So uh, I go in there and he offers me 300 bucks a week. And to me, 300 bucks a week to get involved in the entertainment industry in 96. Oh, dude. And having zero knowledge of what to do. You, were, you hit the jackpot. I'm, I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. This is fantastic. I'm rich now, everybody. Right. <laughs> so I start, I basically just started working at uh, this company. And um, you want to give kinda, the name or no? Uh, Backyard Productions. Backyard Productions. I mean, fantastic commercial production company. They're, they, they still exist, right? They still exist. Um, they're not as crazy busy as they used to be. So I that's actually, why you can't work there anymore. Or? No, I still I still actually work for them every once in a while. But um, do you have to put on those same clothes? I have to wear so the remember jacket. who you are. Uh, my my leather elbows. Uh, do you, you still know. have the jacket? No. Oh God, that's oh, really dude, funny. awful, awful. But just really funny that you're like. This did is, you give him a headshot God. when you went there? I did not. <laughs> uh, okay. Here, I was in Mighty Joe Young. I just want to right. answer phones. Forty-five minutes. In. Do you guys have a VHS player around here somewhere? <laughs> I brought right. my reel. <laughs> um, Okay. Uh, so anyway, I'm working at I'm working at this uh, production office, and I'm just I'm doing everything. You know, I'm basically just doing food runs. I'm taking out the trash. I'm fixing. I actually fixed a copier because it was like you know sometimes a copier gets old and you get that line that black mm-hmm, line in the middle. Yeah. I literally like, took it apart and like cleaned a lens and then put it back together. And everyone's like, "Who is he's this? A guy? Wizard, he's a wizard, everybody!" And then you just hear somebody whisper, "He's from Oregon." <laughs> That's right. He wore a tweed Let's jacket to his, to his interview. <laughs> Hey, tweed jacket guy. Way to go on the copier. All right. High five. Uh, And a guy walked through the door one day uh, with this huge manila envelope, uh, uh, like legal size envelope, or folder, I should say. And he starts rolling out all these like panoramic photographs. I'm like, dude, what do you do? He's like, I'm a location scout. And uh, what's that job entail? Well, I just have to go from place to place and take photographs and you know, bring them in and show them to the director. And you're and like, I like going from place like, to place. I like taking pictures. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. <clears throat> so it basically just took off from there. So someone said, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget it. Someone said, we need someone to go take pictures of the Rose Bowl. Let's call you know, XYZ you know, Location Scouts. And I go, I've got a camera. Send me, I'll go do it. What, you know, you need the Rose Bowl. I know where it is. You know, it's near Pasadena. I've right? got a Thomas guide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My fifty pound. Like, yeah, I got book. this fucking Bible that tells me where <laughs> that to go. I have to be looking at while I'm driving. <laughs> exactly. Pages like okay, L six. 
Um, yeah. So I went to the Rose Bowl, and then it just grew from there. And then someone said, let's call Jay Brown. Let's go have him take photographs. So, you know. I, just now, like eight, that. 18 years later, you know. just kind of So grew. you really, you really kind of started and then immediately found locations. Yeah. Now, are really you, lucky. do you like being by yourself? Is that a part of it, too? Because that's a big thing. It. Like That's why I never Autonomy really got big Autonomy is fantastic. Into, so you, you like that. Yeah. I get, I get bored being in my car. And so when people, because I just, because I ran the Herald Examiner for so long, they just assume it's the natural thing because I worked with locations people that right. I can do it as well. Not understanding for me, a place like the Herald, there was so much activity, sure. so much action going on all yeah. the time. That when you jump over to the side, that slows way oh, yeah. down. You're not a, sure. you're not, I'm not a set sitter. No. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What you are, you either are in front of production or behind production, yeah. and you're usually dealing with the least amount of people, and that yeah. just drives me nuts. So you must really like to be alone. I do. I love it. I love, I love being in the car, just listening to music, just driving, and uh, listening to this podcast. Listening to the podcast, <laughs> my favorite. I'll be listening to this, you know, once yeah, this over, runs over and over and over. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess I never really thought of that. I mean, I, the car thing always struck me because when whenever I've had to go, oh, and the times I have had to go take pictures of stuff, I fucked it up. Like I fucked. Do you remember the uh, Simon Cowell punk bit? Yes. I was like, they sent me to go take pictures of Simon Cowell's uh, fa- Bentley oh, Phantom. Oh, the Phantom, yeah. So I take a bunch of pictures of it, get no pictures of the roof, have no idea if there's a sunroof in the car or not. Oh, I so remember that. So we replace that. the car. We get, a, we get a, <laughs> another Phantom, but we don't know if this guy's got a fucking sunroof because of me. Right. So he shows up. He's got a sunroof. We don't. Right. We got to fucking now put him in a different... We had to change the entire day. We had to switch all the cameras. We had to fix everything that was... It was all my fault. I was like... Could not have been more embarrassed. And Billy had been like, "Do you know, do I need a sense?" Because I was falling asleep when he was telling me to go do it. And I, he's like, "Were you stoned?" No, but okay. I was coming That's off. That's even of, my question for everything he does. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm yours sure. is, "Did you bring a headshot?" <laughs> you where's your tweed jacket? Where's your headshot? And where's Are your tight you shorts? I'm <laughs> gonna need to see those shorts. I'll be crossing. But I, you know, I'd been coming off a couple of days of like being awake for a long time, and I was like, uh, so then when I went to look at, it, I wasn't all there, and and then it was just well. Rule number one, as you know, is you got to get a little bit of context, like why. Yes. I'm taking these pictures because if you yes. just take a picture. Oh no, yeah, you need it, to know the bit. You would get scripts and beat sheets and yeah, absolutely. Um, most of the time, a director would just kind of have an idea of what they were looking for, you know. And I would see quick storyboards of something, and then they would send me out. and And I started off in commercials, and somehow just got sucked into the reality world. But on commercials, it's a completely different animal because they had they've specific looks they're going for. Specific kitchens, specific backyards, specific living rooms. Right. Um, and it can drive you crazy because you're like, why can't it just be a living room? Right. Well, it's got to be a living room that's got one step going down. Yeah. And we have to see the <clears throat> kitchen in the background. And it's like, all right. So, so you're looking for such a specific, oh, like, just detail. Absolutely. Because they want to do the least amount of set dressing they have to do. Yeah, and, as much as possible. And when you're coming with a produ- uh, uh, commercial crew, it's like, let's we got it one day to do this. You right. know what I mean? So right. it's, it's got to be Yeah, clear. well, there's a couple of things, I mean, I think that come into play. One is obviously, you always you cover your ass, you get as much coverage as possible. Yes, right? exactly. That's rule number one, is just yes. get everything from like, always. where's the sun coming down, to yes. where's the shade, to like, which way is this? You just literally are just shooting the crap out of it, right? Yep. Never get too tight because they're like, "What the hell is this?" Right, <laughs> right, exactly. And then, the, the, but the, but the thing about I was going to ask you because uh, I just had to do a little bit of this, and it's very uncomfortable, and I'm sure you're kind of over it. But going to people's homes, man, that in itself is it's, awkward. It's, well, yeah, because for me, and I don't know how you, I'd be curious to get your take on it. Um, because going to business is a little bit easier. You walk in, there's usually a reception, just somebody to talk to, sure, or you can just make a phone call. 
But Holmes, it's like knock knock, ding dong, hello, yeah. and you're trying to get, you're trying to accomplish getting into their home, yeah, yeah, and invading their personal space instantly. Sure. And I was never really comfortable with that. But so, what's your? How do you go about that process of trying to make people comfortable, letting strange man that just showed up at the doorstep with the camera? Absolutely. I mean, I uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's changed a little bit over the years because we actually have a lot of location services that kind of have people. That throw their homes in sure. there in a catalog. Yeah, they're already so, willing to do that. But, but yeah. when they give you a neighborhood that's not in the catalog, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They give you they give you something that you need to gold cold scout. Essentially, you're knocking on a door, and someone might open that door that's never met a location scout in their life. And I actually ran into that many times. But it's one of those things where it's just it's all about your attitude and the vibe that you give. Yeah, you're you know, a relaxed so, guy. Yeah. You're very personable. You know what I mean? You're very, there's no like, how you doing? I'm Jay Brown. And it's like, right, hey, exactly. how are you? I'm from, yeah. you, you know. It's sort of you kind of have a pitch. You <laughs> kind of explain what you're doing, you know, what you're looking for, what the project is, who you work for, that kind of stuff. So it's definitely all about being relaxed. Because if you walk up there, you're like, hey, uh, can Desperate I come in your house? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. dude, get off my fucking front porch. What's wrong with you. I'm always just, uh, you know, one of the things that I was always, in today's climate, I'm always just worried, like, what are they going to do when they answer the fucking door? It's like, what are you getting yeah, yourself yeah. into? Yeah, they I'm tase not... you for no reason. You're like, yeah. why? Yeah. <laughs> you, but you never know. I no, mean, there's always that one paranoid person that's got, you know, tinfoil all over their windows and you don't, you don't <clears> know it. And... it. and I've actually had those people let me into their home. And I'm like, oh, I, I got to get the fuck yep, goodbye. out of here. I'm going to okay, end up in the is, basement. Okay, I'm glad you went this way. This is what I love about this show, because this is like new. So, worst place you ever yeah, went weirdest, to. You were like, well, you're like, what the fuck is going well, on? We won't be here. shooting in here. And don't say the dirty motel that we shot 401 in. No. Uh, I'm talking about personal home stuff, where you're yeah. like, okay, something fucked up is going there on. Was a, there was a bizarre house in, uh, in Tahunga that I had to go to. Uh, it actually was through a service, oddly enough. But... Um, I went to this house, and as soon as I walked through the door, I mean, there's animal heads hanging on the wall. The guy well, that, like, what do you mean? Animal I mean like, there was like <laughs> alive. A, there was an elk, you know. There was a gazelle. There okay. was a lion, like, like things just, that were hunted. Yeah, exactly. Not, just, not like squirrels and no, no, no. chipmunks and <laughs> your favorite animal. Yeah, like a dog. <laughs> like ugh. just weird, like just weird animal heads. But it's in this weird kind of like it looks like a bar. There's like all these bar stools along the outside of the room. It's like there's way more bar stools than sh- that should ever than be. Then people will home. ever then, be there. Absolutely. You're like, well, what is this? Why are you collecting so many bar stools? And as I'm walking through and taking photographs, thinking this is just a bizarre our place the the owner who's got this weird frizzy gray hair and he's kind of short and hunched over kind of quasimodo style is like hey uh, if you need a medical room follow me uh, and i'm like uh what why would i need that why, why would do you your have house have a medical room you didn't so, did you say that out loud or was this inside no, I'm thinking, talk? this, this is all voice. inside okay. inside okay. voice and uh, so we walk in, and he opens up this door, and it's literally like this examination room. You know, it's like some sort of OBGYN kind of situation where there's some stirrups. And I'm like, um, "What do you do? Can I here? can I ask you a question? You know, just like, <laughs> awkward and yeah. just weird. Am yeah. I gonna die? What the fuck? Yeah, are I'm you like, gonna kill me? <laughs> uh, why Why do you have this room? What, what is this medical room? Used to room be a about? doctor's house. He's like, "Oh well, uh, we we like to shoot a lot of porn here." Uh, and I'm like, "Oh, got you." And then it made sense with all the crazy bar stools because they uh, yeah. he literally turned his house into a porn a, set. A porn set. And so we had a medical room. He had uh, the bar. He had a hotel room in there. But from the outside, it just looked like any normal house. Yeah. But that was probably one of the weirdest. Because yeah, I bet they paid I him by just letting into. him watch. Uh, yeah. you had you go to hoarder houses ever? 
I've been in many hoarder houses. That that's usually a, a cold scout where you're knocking on a door and you know, you're looking for a kitchen. I've actually scouted a few places up in Arlita, which is just north of uh, oh, like North Hollywood. It's like basically where the 170 and the five meet. Okay, and uh, just kind of pick a neighborhood and have an image. And the worst part about cold scouting is <laughs> is you have no idea what you're about to get into. You have an image in your mind what you think it's going to be, and the minute you walk through. Those just ideas are shattered yeah. immediately. The image is gone. You have yeah. no idea. You're like, well, this isn't. So I've I've gone into places and people have let me through their living room, which seems completely normal. And then we get into a back room and it's packed to the ceiling with crap. And they go, well, if you move this box out of the way, there'll be enough room. I'm like, uh, no, yeah, we're going to need to get some sort of <laughs> dump truck in yeah, here. Yeah, we're going to have to cut this we part of the film. house out and fucking, right. yeah. Yeah, I've seen that show. They're not getting rid of anything. Right. Oh, but yeah. again, you know, go back to the personality and being cool. And you're like, no, no, this looks good. No, this is great. Um, yeah, maybe we could do this. We can get this angle. So I'm going to let my director know. And the minute I'm out the door, it's like, nope, that film's gone. Or <laughs> yeah. Those pictures are being deleted. Yeah. Like, so oh. here's my here's my million dollar question. When you get into the stinkiest fucking house possible, how do you get out of there so quick? Like, are you the fastest cameraman on the face of the Absolutely. earth? Absolutely. Or I've, I've actually gone into a place and go, you know what? Sorry, this isn't going to work for what we need. Okay, so you're you know, getting the fuck pretty out of there. quick because yeah. it smells or it's awful. Yeah. It's if just, it's just if it's just disgusting, you know. So and I've been in like I've been in some of the cleanest homes, and someone will have like one dish in the sink, and they'll go, "I'm so embarrassed. I'm so, I can't believe our house is so." trash I'm like really yeah. you should have seen the house I saw five yeah. minutes ago here's some pictures <laughs> yeah. look at this hoarder there's a goddamn stirrups in this one yeah mm-hmm. this guy shoots a lot of porn like why are you showing me these photos <laughs> um, that uh I was gonna say you scouted my 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 brother's apartment. I did. That's right. <laughs> it was such a shithole. Jeff lived on like uh, Romaine uh, off. Was Gower. it the apartment? That wasn't an apartment. Was it an apartment or was it the house? No, that was an apartment. He lived for when he was before he met Pam. He lived okay. in an, we shot apartment. there, right? Didn't we shoot yeah. something there? You shot. Yeah. You, you got a friend. Was that was it for that? No, no. It was for uh, you. It was a different project. I wasn't on because you came over and Jeff goes. Yeah, dude, he was he was not impressed. <laughs> and you're like, well, they ended up shooting there, apparently. Well, yeah, but then like the blinds, you just run your finger. Like, oh yeah, yeah. There's so much dirt on this. Shooting apartments is not easy either, right? There's not a, easy. so many variables you're dealing with. Absolutely, right? you're dealing with neighbors. You're dealing with the actual like landlord, you know, or manager of the facility. Um, that that is a huge pain in the ass to deal with apartments, and I try to avoid that as much as possible. But um, yeah, I mean, back to to Jeff's place. I remember walking in thinking. Uh, what? Who lives in here? A troll? Because there was like no light coming into his entire place. It's like one sliver of like sun coming through, and then you see those little speckles of dust kind of oh, moving yeah, through the always. air. Always. And he smoked inside at the time. He would smoke six in his apartment. It's like Marlboro Reds. You're like, oh my god, dude! It's like a casino in here. It's disgusting. Um, reality's always had the stigma: no money. Right, um, and I'm assuming from time to time you've been given those parameters, right? Where it's like, okay, here's the gig. There's no money, and it's like, how does that make you feel knowing that you're going out of the world? You're trying to, you're, you know, there's a lot of responsibility please, yeah. please on let us you. Work in your house, but we don't want to. But pay we you. don't want to pay a lot of money. I mean, you hear that. I mean, you hear that on most stuff, other than right. like major network television hour longs. But how do you deal with that that speech up front? Are you just so used to it now that you? I'm so used to it. I built a, a really thick skin uh, because early on, the stuff that I worked on, actually, the first reality show I worked on was um, uh, Movies for Guys Who Like Movies on TBS. I don't know if you guys remember. Yeah. That. 
So they would do these wraparounds. <clears throat> so they would show like a Jackie Chan movie, and then they would do some sort of weird wraparound that was related to like uh, a dojo or something. Yeah, exactly that kind of thing. Movies for guys who like guys. That's Wait. right. <laughs> Sorry. So we so went, you went back to that porn house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I shot nine shows there. <laughs> you can see them all online. Uh, but I ahead, built sorry. a thick skin because I started, I, I didn't know any better. So when I first started, so, um, you know, not knowing is actually probably one of the best things you can deal with. And just going in there and just kind of giving the speech and um, just like, look, this is the deal. This is what we got. And just getting shot down by different people until someone says, sure. So you actually would. Um, tell them up front versus getting them excited and then coming back with them with a little bit more of dis- it depends. disappointing information. It depends. Like, I mean, sometimes I'd walk through the door and the first thing I would say is, we don't have much money for this. And then they would go, oh, well, then I'm not interested. You know, or, you, did, oh, you also didn't want to waste your time. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, of course, yeah. And, sometime, and sometimes people would be like, well, tell me what you're doing. You know, and give them the whole breakdown. And some people, you know, would just like, get the fuck out yeah, of here. What are you talking that about? sounds what? like complete shit. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be a part of it. Uh, and then sometimes people would be like, yeah, you know what? I want 1500 bucks. I'll take two grand. Sure. You're going to take over my house or you're going to take over my property and, you know, bring a bunch of people in here and maybe fuck it up for yeah. well, 12 maybe, or 14 hours. Maybe. Name one location you've ever gotten that hasn't had one, one minor, at least minor fuck up. I, I believe it or not. But then again, I was also in charge of it when we shot my house. Oh, well, you shot it. However, you were in charge and you shot at your own house. So, well, no, yeah, no, no. Of but, but that being said, and that was a movie that had about 35 crew and, and you know, the scene had kids in it and stuff like that. And right. I was really impressed that nothing happened to my house. Mm-hmm. Flip side, when I did that Disney show, which was like more reality based, um, the first thing that happened is like a gnome got knocked off of a shelf and broken right away. Like, And right. there was only like 12 people on that sure. thing. So it's like, there's really no like, you have to go in knowing that something sure. is either going to get scratched or broken. Yeah. It's going to happen. You just hope that they own up to it. That As a homeowner or an owner of anything, yeah. You just hope at least people will try to not break it, and yep. if they do break it, tell me. Don't don't grip it under the couch. You yeah, know yeah exactly. <clears throat> well, it's frustrating for me as a uh, as a location manager because I'll go into a place and I'll and I'll talk up the crew and you know kind of like the standards that we have, and someone you know invariably will break something and not tell me. Yeah, and then people are looking at me like, "What the yeah, fuck is crew, going bro. on?" Great Dude. crew, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, but no, I've been I'm fortunate that I've worked on a lot of projects with a lot of great crew that you know they really respect the locations they're in. But yeah, you're going to run into those situations. You can't speak for everybody. Dude. Absolutely. There's most of those people that you work with, strangers. Right. Absolutely. Never may never see him again. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although for the most part, I didn't feel like that on punked and stuff. Like we all kind of knew. we knew each other. Like, well, no. When you work on a project like that, that's uh, kind of long running. Yeah. Absolutely. And you kind of build a respect and people. That, the way I look at it is, you know, people respected me enough to know that I was sort of like the middleman, the liaison. So they were like, "Well, we're not going to fuck this place up for Jay Brown because right, he's I'm going to have to come back to this place." <laughs> With another crew, another group of people, that kind of thing. So yeah. I kind of take that mindset with every every project that I'm in. It's going to be long term. It's like, guys, just take care of the stuff, please. Yeah. If you break something, accidents happen. <clears throat> just let me know, and you know we'll go from there. So, and also, it's uh, just thinking about this right now while you said it. But like we, I've known you for a long time. We worked on a bunch of projects, but we don't necessarily work together anymore. Right. But we're still we still maintain 
a friendship, yep. which is very rare. Like define friendship in your mind, and then I want to hear. <laughs> He'll give me money and food, <laughs> back rubs, and back on rubs Sundays, and a foot massage. But I mean, that's so rare. Like usually, you know, you work on a like. I just remember being in Costa Rica with these guys. I was like, "We're family, dude. We're gonna we're like in a war together. This is fucking crazy. There's like a storm. We're working. We're shooting this shitty show, but who cares?" And then you get back to the U.S. and you, I fucking never saw any of those people again. Yeah, I, I want Ryan Brown was the one friend I kept off of that show. Well, yeah. you saw Chris Roush. You realized you guys ran into each oh, other yeah, later, right? Chris Roush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah former yeah. guest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like. You know that it's just a rare thing, so that it probably speaks to you as who you are as a person that I'm, I've kept in contact with. You. Yeah, I mean, it's same with you. I mean, we I think we just uh, hit it off pretty quickly when we met each other on Punked, and it's just been a, a good rapport. And it's it it really has been a friendship that we sort of built between yeah. the two of us. Yeah, yeah, and I and I do hug think, it out now. Yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> but, but guys! Congratulations! I, do think, like, I give both you guys likes <laughs> for the relationship that you guys has announced. The next five minutes will be kissing sounds. <laughs> <laughs> the mashed potato as I leave, and and me closing the door. Hey, um, because I don't I don't want to run out of time. There's oh, a couple shit. things that I would I would love to you know to hear about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, another big fear of locations people is not only do you not have a lot of money, but something's about to get blown up, fire, uh, explosions. Have you had to do any of those types of gags where you're like where it really puts you on edge? And what was it? To, can you take uh, me through or John and I through the um, something where it was like there was it was pretty. Intense, what you had to secure. Well, we, uh, John would remember this. We punked the rock <clears throat> and we actually had to blow up his trailer on the street, on a, on a live street, actually. Outside of a movie set. Out, outside of a movie set. Yeah, we, it was Be Cool. <clears throat> I think it was Be Cool was being shot in downtown. And I, I, was, I was not there. You were not. Because we shot two bits that day. Oh, shite. And I produced the paintball gun with, with the paintball one with, uh, Daniel Tosh. Yeah. And, um, not Malcolm Jamal Warner, but yeah, uh, I know you're talking uh, Mackay Pfeiffer. Mackay, yeah. and then uh, and then the and then I went home, and in Poland, Mike Poland produced the right. second one with the Rock. I, I should have. They were like, "You want to come and help out?" I go, "Fuck you guys!" And I just went home. I was like, no. "Yeah." So we basically what happened was is uh, the Rock was going to be in the middle of a scene, and uh, he was going to be told that um, he left a uh, there was a fire that was going on in his trailer. And we knew that we were going to be doing some sort of explosion um, in his trailer when he came out. Originally, we wanted to set up inside the uh, parking lot. Uh, and, I, you know, uh, if you're familiar with the Sunkist building, it's basically down uh, Santa Fe. And, okay, like, kind Mateo. of in the warehouse district Exactly. Stuff. And at the time, you know, there was nothing down there. It's just, you know, it's all blown up, blown out warehouses. Um, but the Santa Fe, you know, is a fairly busy street. Cars going back and forth. Um, and we knew we were going to blow this thing up originally in the parking lot, but the production's like, uh, you know what? No, we're, we're actually not going to let you blow that. You're going to have to put that out on the street. <laughs> so now I'm like terrified. Go make I, it somebody else's exactly. problem. Yeah. Now we're on a public street that we're going to have to stop people from walking. We have to do the perfect timing. We, we don't even know how big. We can't test this thing because we roll in. How many fingers did the pyro guy have? Uh, I think he had nine. <laughs> pretty sure. <laughs> the pyro guy came from Oscar, though, right? He did, yeah. 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 So, you, I mean, you have a little bit of faith, but then... Uh, Is again, that the guy I met through Code 9? Is that the guy you always use? Uh, Oscar, yeah, our, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. El Buena Inc., yeah. But it's one, it's one of those situations where you have no idea how big this thing is going to be. They, they have in their mind, you know, like, well, if you put this amount of gunpowder into this little thing, this is how big it's going to be. Just yeah. trust us. So, yeah, okay, guy with gunpowder and nine fingers, I'll trust you. <laughs> so here comes The Rock. His trailer's on fire. 
we have to have our actors pulling him a certain distance away because we know there's going to be, you know, an explosion going on. We hope we've taped up the windows. I mean, it just, everyone's getting more and more nervous knowing that they're about to hit the red button. And uh, Fransky uh, was directing that. I think, oh, really? Right? I think it was Fransky. Whoa. Um, and I remember them making the call, and it was just that moment of like, for a split second, it was just quiet. And when that thing exploded, it rocked everything around us. And it scared the wow. shit out of everybody because no one knew, knew how it was going to be that wow. big. Um, that's probably one of the scariest moments of dealing <laughs> with an explosion that I've ever had to deal with. But uh, now, yeah, I've just, been there. And just so we're clear, there's the explosion. Now, I'm not familiar with how Punk is, Punked was set up, but the explosion happens. You kind of still have to finish the, the oh, yeah. we have in to the blame, moment, right? Yeah, exactly. We have to blame there's, the rock for leaving his gas on or whatever. No, no, no but I'm saying, so, okay. Like, now you know, we have to make sure it's it, safe. Meaning that, like, let's say it's a movie or uh, a scripted television yeah. show. Action! Everybody's behind the thing. You blow it up. Cut. Everybody check, check safety, check. Yeah, make sure everybody's absolutely. okay. You don't get this opportunity, right? This yeah, is zero. still happening live, correct? Right. Yeah, you, we tell the actors like, "Hey, if anybody is hurt or anybody is injured, you just scream it out. You it's talk, over. talk. It's over. We're not, we're not looking to hurt anybody, right? But at the same time." Don't be a pussy and let's keep this thing going because it's going to be fucking hilarious when The Rock freaks out because this one small guy is like, no, you left the thing on. It's your fault. It's, he's like, right. if you fucking say that again, I'm going to throttle. You're like, yeah. we made, I mean, he was legit <laughs> he angry, was man. He was pissed. <laughs> I don't think he'd get that pissed today, but he was pissed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, why do you say it that way? I say it that way because I, I just knowing what he's become, he's... He's very keen and aware. This was before social media. Mm -hmm. This was before Facebook. This was like, there's the only way you can see him is how we edit it and how the show was edited. And that's the bit you see. There was no pictures taken from other people. There was, you know what I mean? So, but now he's, I mean, I also believe he's, he's, he's grown as a person, but I, I think he's very self-aware and very yeah. aware that people okay. are constantly yeah. looking at him, filming him, taping him. He, you know, he ran into somebody's car, got out to leave a note. The guy comes out, he goes, hey. Oh, and it takes pictures with him, and the guy's like, "No, of course I don't care that you hit my car. I just got a bunch of. I met the Rock. Like, it's just he's just he's a fucking huge celebrity now, um, and rightly so. He's worked very hard for it. I'm not but sure. I'm trying to take anything. Worst away. day on the job? Do you have a worst day on the job where you're like, "Oh my god, I'm I'm done with today. Like, just something happened where it was completely out of your control. You were just miserable." And you're it, like, this is gonna, this is gonna go down in my personal history of like, you know, it's just there's just a whole bunch of them. It's just it depends on how the day starts. Um, it just kind of one of those things where people aren't getting in the way I want them to come in. Uh, but nothing that days. ever ended the day. Like no. there, you've never had one of those like those days where it's over. Were you? No, were can't you, think. I don't think you were there. Season one of Punk, we loaded into a house. To I came in season two. Okay, we loaded into a house and like like set up all morning. Literally, we're setting up. And then someone calls, like, where are you guys? Like, well, we're loaded in. Like, you're in the wrong house. Who <laughs> was like, what? We loaded into some empty house next to the other house we were supposed to be in. <laughs> and we were, like, all set up. And they're like, yeah, but you can't shoot in there. I was like, right. what the? How the fuck did that? We had to like literally take everything out and just go home. We how, left for the how day. How do you spend all that time? I have. I was just like, how is, did no one mention this before? How are we just like someone's like, yeah, there's the house. I go, okay, the crew's already there. I start walking around. I'm like, all right, there's the house. Let's set up. Like. It was just really bizarre, but we that ended the day. We were like, all right, let's go home. 
Fuck. So you're almost 20 years deep out here, right? Yeah. So this, so, and, and what would you classify as one of, if not your top five, like, just like, I'm so glad I, I chose to come out here moments when you were like, you sat back and you're like, I love the fact that I chose to work in Hollywood. Did you ever have one of those like where you, that came over when you? You crank like, up Randy Newman and you say, I love LA. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And then you stare at the sunset and cry. The, um, but I mean, have you ever had a moment where you kind of like became aware of what you had accomplished and like you kind of stood back and you went, I love this. This is like a, this is a great day, or you've met somebody, or something happened where you thought that was cool. That I just think there. that uh, I just feel comfortable in my job. You know, every day, uh, everybody has those good and bad days. You know, where you're just sort of like, "Fuck, what am I doing?" But for the most part, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I just enjoy what I do. You know, I wake up in the morning and I go, "You know what? I'm looking forward to doing what I'm going to do." No specific job ever got you super excited to work on it because maybe you got to meet somebody or something like that. that you no, thought. I've never been, you know, never been blown away by celebrity, you know, or meeting any specific. I mean, do you people. see how natural he is with us? He's not even affected by our celebrity. Continue. Oh, all right, sorry, <laughs> John. It's adults speaking. Uh, yeah, I should. You're right. You're right. I'll let the adults talk. I'll be uh, over John, the John, uh, we're very intelligent adults. Oh, uh, we're very mature. We don't like your jokes, John. You're an idiot. Um, and I think uh, the ability to buy my first home in Oregon, just with the money that I was making down here, um, I was pretty stoked about. And um, you know, just it just continued to be more and more interesting to me. I. I I get sick of the traffic and some of the just the assholes that live in this town. Uh, but, but you're going to get that anywhere. Anywhere, exactly. You're be sick of people and there's... Hold on, hold on a second. There's I, jerk-offs are everywhere. Because I'll Google this if you guys are lying to me. Are there you're assholes everywhere? You're saying there are assholes everywhere? <laughs> Google it, I bet. I have a picture of you. I actually don't want to because it may be Mick Betancourt's asshole. <laughs> the, um, the Jackson Pollock painting. That's right. Um I lost my train of thought when you when we started talking. Oh, about sorry. Our, no, you were uh, oh the things you didn't like, but the traffic oh, and assholes. Your, your, and, your wife? How long have you been married? And is she in the business? Is she not? She in the is business? not. She's actually in administration in the edu- education world, and uh, she's, she's totally okay with your lifestyle because you're going to have it. some late. Okay. She hates it, but you were doing it obviously before you yeah, met yeah. her. Correct. She knew what she was getting involved in. And did you say that specific speech when yeah. things started getting hot and heavy? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And she was I like, no, her, no, I'll change you. She exactly. <laughs> She has she has a very rigid you know type of schedule you know she's a teacher she's she an administration up, she takes a shower, she knows she when she's work. getting up she knows what she's doing throughout the day she knows what time she's getting done with work um, meanwhile you're the opposite m- yeah end of the I, I'm basically like you know Maybe. an on call doctor at yeah. all times someone could call and go hey uh, you know we need to have a uh, you know scene shot in you know a dentist office tomorrow can you go look for that and first thing I do is I jump on the internet and I'm just I'm like lost, you know. She's like, "Hey, can we make dinner?" Yeah, just give me a few minutes. I'm looking for something, you know. She can't stand that. But for me, I mean, it's just it's a great thing. But you start that job right at home. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely. It's not get into the office immediately so you can work from a. The digital next age time. has changed everything. It, it certainly has. Yeah. Um, were you pre digital age initially when oh, you started yeah. doing it? Right. So yeah, you yeah. still had to get, go out photographs. Photographs. Then yeah. you had to get them developed. You had to go to the one hour photo joints, which we're to starting do- to even at that point we're starting to disappear. Right. So it was, no, when I first started, I mean, they were. They were hot and heavy. There was Jesus. there was no digital cameras. Basically, old no man brown. Them. And I remember when digital started coming out. It was probably ninety nine, uh, two thousand. Uh, there were small digital cameras that people were using, and they just weren't very good. But they weren't even that small when you th- when you think about now what they have and oh, how yeah, it's yeah. all. I still phone. have the first one I bought in two thousand when I moved out here. I still have it. And it's <laughs> yeah. huge. It, I don't think it works anymore. But yeah, the pictures are. Eh. Yeah, there's more megapixels on our iPhones. Yeah. You know, than what was coming out in the yeah. digital cameras back then. Um, and I actually was one of the first people amongst my friends 
to get a digital camera and start shooting digitally and sending them to directors. And I remember when we first started doing that, people were like, oh, dude, what are you doing? Take photographs, you know, give them, give them a folder. I'm like, well, why don't we just give it to them on their computer? It's much easier. They can just, like, they have it wherever they go now. The only problem was, obviously, those were large files, and it did take yeah. 14 days for it to be right, exactly. <laughs> So it was actually, in theory, they were correct. You could what drive you it, a picture, to <laughs> yeah. them quicker than it was What are you doing download for the next time. two weeks? I'm waiting for these pictures to download. I don't know. Sent. I sent it to earthlink.net something. I don't even know what the dude, hell. Dude, you did have an earthlink.net uh, I did account. have Earth. You can still have them. I mean, that's kind of become what AOL is now. Yeah. It's like it's just an email. Address. You know, when I first moved here, I had a pager, no cell phone. I had a pager, so did someone it paged me. Different colors. It was green. Was it cool. It's beautiful green. Nice. And I'd have to pull over, and I still remember. I, I go by. Uh, there's a um, liquor store on Franklin, right about Vine. Different story. And, while you're there, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember. I just remember. Pull, that's a, one of the last places I actually had to pull over and make a pay phone call. Based on a pager, I re- and, and I, I've never had a pager, but I do remember the last two payphone calls I made. Yeah, it's, I moved down here in 2000 weird, right? with a cell phone. Nick, uh, I, we have, I, have a flip, I had a flip phone, and I can't remember. I think I bought the flip phone in. I mean, obviously they were starting to become more accessible, not super expensive. But the smaller flip phones, I think I got it in 99, mm-hmm. is I think when they started becoming more consumer-friendly. I was, That's about I, right. Literally, I was still making fun of anyone I saw with a cell phone. That I was like, why the fuck would you have a cell phone? And people were like, so we wouldn't get a hold of me. Like, Who the fuck wants people to get a hold of me? So when did you get a cell phone? I got a cell phone in 2003. I would imagine you got one early on because you I saw did. the benefits of what you were doing. You were for clearly a thinking Absolutely. ahead it of was, the game. Uh, it was '97 when I first got here that I got a cell phone, but cell phones were, you know, by the minute. Yeah, it was thing. like seventeen. Don't call me too many times. Because, exactly. Because, yeah, I'm out of exactly. minutes. You oh, can only shit. take seven texts before right. it costs you fifty dollars. <clears throat> I, I, I still use that. I can't text you. I'm out of minutes. <laughs> Is right. any of that stuff work anymore? No, that's like there's no everything's unlimited now, right? Not unlimited, but you'd have there's to do no out so of much. Minutes. There's no out of minutes. Yeah. There's no. I think unless you're a drug dealer and you're getting a burner phone, <laughs> yeah, for the most part, <laughs> yeah, it's unlimited. Well, what, what what exactly would you have to do in that situation? <laughs> exactly. Um, <clears throat> what was I? Sorry. No, I yes. Go oh, ahead, John. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but uh, what were we talking about? Bad days, good days. Yeah, he said they're all good, except for when he got married and his wife told him to get out of the business. Oh, Easy. yeah. Other but the, than that. No, but my wife, she, she, hates, she hates my schedule, but you know, she, she likes the fact that I enjoy my job. Um, but she's, she's gotten into more administration levels now, so she's, she's got a little more freedom. So she, she does, she's not so uh, regimented to like, you know, being stuck at school so we can pull her out and I can go see her, that kind of thing, right. which is kind of nice. Well, and nice. you have a little bit of flexibility throughout the Tons. day as well because, yeah. again, you're out and driving around and stuff like that. But what I was, oh, it goes back to what I was saying about the digital thing uh, is the fact that, you know, there was, there was a time that if somebody said you got the job, you couldn't go sit down on your computer and do the pre work. Right. All that was get in the car. Yep. And go start doing your work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and that's that's the thing I think that you know we're spoiled for sure. When I when it comes to relationships, I think we're spoiled, and we've just found a new way to be like, ah, oh, you're gonna be on the computer for a couple hours. Like, mm-hmm. well, it's either that, that or, or I'm driving be, around, I can knocking on random doors, yeah, yeah, and getting stabbed in the neck, that's right? Like, yeah, and turn yeah. into someone's meal. That's not what <laughs> it happens in the Midwest, but. <laughs> um, Thank you so much for coming by. By hey, oh, man. pleasure. Uh, Thank you. Well, real quick, let's just uh, let's just. Tell a quick story that includes Jay Brown. 
Um, we when you say let's yeah, us. Wait a I second. mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to tell. A you're going to okay. All right. I didn't clear this beforehand, so I have well, no idea what's this happening. Called, this is we, this oh, is no, our you, new game you, called. You're fine. If anything, it makes new, me look like a huge dildo. It's an it's a new go- game called instant clarification. So he's going to start telling the story, and we're going to wait. If you interrupt him, we know he's now fucking lying. So. <laughs> gotcha. uh, two things. Jay has uh, lies. Been there for a, most of my birthday parties in the past fucking decade or so. So did uh, he come to the improv one last year? Um, I don't, remember I, you had your birthday yeah. at the improv. Yeah, I did, but I didn't stick around very long. Yeah, the, yeah, you didn't yeah. stay for the cupcakes. Uh, no, I no. think it was it. Uh, when's your birthday again? April. <laughs> yes, remember I tried to give you that shot. It was actually it was a first sipper, and you're like, "What is this? I don't want this. I can't drink this." <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, but no, but I mean, I've been like, I'm like in my 30s, mid to early to late 30s all of it i was you know my birthday would i would just get super hammered and throw up and pass out and he would always be like standing over me like hey do you need to ride home like i don't want to sleep on the lawn okay good get in the car uh it's a real patient that's all um but then we were in vegas working on the real wedding crashers which is oh jesus it was a terrible show um and anyway hidden camera wrecking weddings it was completely shitty but we, a, and also we we wrecked ourselves oh, during dude, that time we but lived, anyway we, we had to live in vegas for like a month and a half he got robbed at one point back here in mm. la his apartment got broken into oh, and his shit got taken while he was working on that show so we had to come home to like another benefit to being married because then someone's always there right well, yeah exactly. yeah right because he wasn't so married clearly at the time, you were not yeah. married at the time was not married at the time he had a roommate though who yeah whatever but it, <laughs> long story yeah he got yeah. he got robbed so there was all this shit going on and like one one Sunday we didn't have to work and I was like F- we've been here forever I fucking hate this place but we were at the Aladdin Hotel and downstairs was the NASCAR bar and we Blondies it was called Blondies Blondies yeah so we'd go down there I was like hey you want to watch the NASCAR race and he's like yeah okay so we go down like 9 in the morning and we just start drinking and you know I don't even I guess I don't really think about it but I haven't put down a card I have never I haven't given up any money and I'm now buying jello shots for college girls. Anybody who's coming to the bar, the art department <laughs> stops by, has steak dinners and fucking leaves and I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." And we're just drinking. There's a stripper pole. I'm dancing like we're there from 9 a.m. till like 5 p.m. and we're just fucking having a ball, getting hammered, whatever. I sneak away at one point cuz I'm like, "I got to go to bed." So I go up to my hotel room and as I'm going to bed, my phone goes off. And uh, it's Jay. I'm like, oh, hey, dude, what's up? He's like, where are you, man? I'm like, oh, I'm upstairs. I'm going to bed. He's like, uh, they just brought me the bill. I was like, the what? He's like, the bill for all the drinks and all the food? It's $1,000. No, was, it was $1,400. $1,400. I go, what? He goes, yeah, can you help me out with this? I was like, uh, I'll try to collect money from the art department. I don't know. Did I, they intentionally try to stick you guys the bill as a joke? They, it, or? Was, it wasn't no, a joke. It, wasn't, it was like it, they just didn't even, no one thought about it. No one thought it. about it. We started off at like nine in the morning. It was me and John and maybe four other people in the entire Blondie's bar. It was it. And then cut to at some crazy moment about two in the afternoon, the place is packed to the gills. There's all these other crew members there. Everyone's drinking, doing shots, drinking beer. Ha <laughs> ha, high five. John's up on the fucking dance, dance pole. pole. Fucking, we're the best day of our having lives. Having a great time. <laughs> and then cut to me sort of coming out of this weird, foggy, like blackout. And then the Boom. waitress <laughs> handing me the check. And it's me. And three other people in the bar. You're back to where you and I, started. I'm back to where I started. And I'm by myself though. John's not there. And I look down and I see fourteen hundred bucks. And I'm like, uh, crickets. I'm by myself. What the fuck? 
I guess. What would you have done if you didn't I, get a hold of him? Oh, I, I didn't help well, out. No, I paid I didn't for have it. any money. I literally went, well, I guess I'm paying for this. <laughs> he fucking put his card down. <laughs> Holy shit, plus yeah. tip. It wasn't just yeah. $1,400. And it tip, exactly. <laughs> I can't tip you. Everyone and, else screwed me on this. So. I called John. John feels terrible. And he's like, dude. I will buy you beers for the rest of your life. That's that's I'm your so solution sorry. to the problem. Oh, let's get more drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so we call. We're hitting up different people from the art hey, department. Can you drop like, like fifteen? Oh, bucks? I had I had no idea. Yeah, I think I ate a steak dinner and left. You had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I ended up collecting. I think three hundred bucks. That's off of it. Four t- yeah, that was it. That's all. That's all. All people wanted to pay or could. Did pay. you own up on some of the money? I don't think so. Why would you bring the story up if you're not going to help me? I thought there was a good side to this. <laughs> no, I just think it's hilarious because I'll never it's forget. So you, you, I was like you literally closing my him. eyes and I, I listened and I'm like, uh, hello. He's like, yeah, where are you? I'm like, I'm upstairs. He's like, they just brought me the bill. Yeah. It's fourteen hundred. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was really funny. That's yeah, all. you. <laughs> This is eight years ago. I've yeah. forgiven him. No, it's yeah. Okay. Look, I'm gonna pay him no. back a dollar a week for right. fourteen hundred we weeks. We sat right here on this show with another guest named Cyrus Farmer, who told us a story <laughs> about how he was sending all of his money oh, to his yeah. roommate while he was on tour. Right. And when he moved back, he's like, "Hey, where's all my money I've earned?" He's like, "Ah, oh, the guy spent it. I spent oh, all the money." And we what? were like, "What did you? Do? Did he have a nice new car?" He's like, "No, he or, he spent it takeout. all on takeout. What? All his money?" And then and then when I was like, "Are you pissed?" He goes, "No, he he fessed up to it pretty quick." I'm like, "And when we did, did, did he ever pay did you, you back? Murder you this guy? Yeah, did right. you bury his body in the? T- no. That's <laughs> it. We were like, did you did you make him pay you back? He's like, "No, nah, no." Nah. And we could you still talk to him? Yeah. And we were both infuriated. Right. And I'm now like, this guy <laughs> doing the same thing. is doing this to you. And he was infuriated on that episode. <sighs> yeah, I was. But this is different. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because I wasn't sending him money. I was. How many? Oh, okay, I'll tell you what. I forgive you. How many beers has he bought you since that? Uh, He's like bought six? me. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say a half a dozen Eight years ago. <laughs> well, were they at least in New York City, where they're at their their peak of expense? No, they were probably Roosevelt Hotel. Where were you at the time? Where, where we... dive bar in the uh, valley, probably. That's I don't right. Know. So so far, John's paid you back twelve dollars and seventy five cents. Exactly. Okay, he's great. working on it. He's chipping away. <laughs> I'll get How many, there, guys. By the way, those were my waters, and I oh, paid geez. for those. Oh, you, you did. So he did not pay for those waters. They did not count towards the. Oh yeah, that's he's going to do that. He's he's got a checklist. Well, I'm just letting him. Know. I want to be very clear. So if you ever bring it up, like remember that one time those two <laughs> waters you drank during I, yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you can yeah. Take that, that, that off counts my towards bill. it. That, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, uh, Jay, thank you for for coming on. Oh, and you're also really quick. You're producing a movie right now. Oh yeah, I am. Okay. I'm producing a movie called Cruel Hearts with uh, Conspicuous Pictures and. Paul Osborne is the writer-director. We're in the middle of nights right now, so when you uh, hit me up today, wanting to know if I was still coming, you were. I was in this like foggy haze. I knew I was going to be here, but I had, uh, we did an all-nighter, and I, I think I had like three hours of sleep. So I'm doing another all-nighter tonight, another all-nighter on Friday. In fact, when I'm done with you guys, I've got to go scout a motel. Oh, I've already put in some phone calls to some motels, and getting like the strangest people on the phones, hello? You know, just asking, yeah. hey, we want to film in your hotel. Do you have, hello? Hey, we're curious. Uh, I'm working on a project. Want hello? To, want, to fi- want to film at your hotel. What, what filming? No, no filming here. <laughs> I, get, I continuously get that. Well, those are, those are fuck huts. That's what those are. Those are like, we don't, want any, we don't want any cameras anywhere catching near. these people cheating on their yeah, spouses. exactly. So yeah. what got you into real, I, now that I forgot about this, we'll take three minutes to get this little backstory. Obviously... You know, uh, most people don't move from locations to producing. They talk about it. It's, it seems like a natural shift, per se. But obviously, you know, we all know the structure of how the business works. You typically come up from the production side through UPMing and line producing. Right. Um, what ended up getting you to uh, start producing? 
And did you want it, or was this just something that just kind of Abs- fell on your lap? No, absolutely want it. Uh, actually, as a location scout manager, I've always, and, and just in general working in the industry, I've always wanted to just kind of dabble in anything that's involved with the industry. Grip, electric, you know, production assisting, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of a hands-on guy. So uh, I watched a movie that uh, Paul had done called Favor, and for what he pulled off for the very little amount of money that they did it in, I thought, you know what, the next thing that he's involved in, that's going to be a good jumping off point to like producing and try to help him out, uh, especially with the, the knowledge that I have as a location scout, location manager. So he had a, a script pop up, he did a Kickstarter, and um, I hit him up immediately and I said, look, you know, I'm interested in producing. I said, can I come on this project, you know, kind of bring my expertise and, uh, you know, help you out. And he was totally on board and he raised a little bit more money than he did for favor. And we've just been out, you know, filming for 10 straight days now and having a blast. And I'm involved in every aspect, you know, from art direction to construction to grip and electric locations. So, I mean, you know, I just, at some point, I want to kind of transition out of location managing mm-hmm. so I can get more involved in that kind of you know level with the production itself and just have more of a creative input as well. How so, many total days are you going to be shooting? 18. And is it all overnights? Uh, we are actually the last 10 days are overnights. We did uh, eight, eight days you know, during the day kind of uh, split shifts. So now we're, uh, we're at a diner in West Hills called Weiler's. And um, we actually, uh, when is this going to air? Uh, right, right, this? right before Christmas. Right before Christmas. We actually have an actress. <laughs> uh, we're not going to release it till after the uh, first of the year. But we have a, a pretty high-profile actress from uh, television that's working with us. Okay. Uh, we had Eddie Jameson from um, uh, Ocean's Eleven. Uh, he played the kind of geeky, like computer geek guy. Nice. Uh, he worked with us as well. So we got a couple of decent names that are involved in this thing. So we're pretty excited about it. Because Brian also just produced a movie uh, called Frozen Peas. Um, Way to one up him. I wasn't well, even. Well, no, no. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm about to. I'm about to. <laughs> Mine's completed and. Uh, no. Well, <laughs> but see, the difference what I, that I'm seeing mostly between what you guys have done uh, producing these movies is that Jay found a part for me. And Jay yeah. put me in the movie. So, yeah. oh, but by the way, he claimed it was, this was never a rub. So I'm glad he's bringing this up. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm glad that you knew Johnny 900 that he owes you is all of a sudden <laughs> Johnny 900. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's I don't care. But this is probably I'll probably 900 cut is out. is cut in half plus tip because he probably almost put down 2k that night. I'm yeah, showing that out there, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I, I hear you. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I was just I'm just giving you a hard time, and I'm sure I'll get cut out of the movie. So I yeah, because know. he just re he re remembered how much money <laughs> he's like. Him. Take that motherfucker out of this film. Um, all right. Well, thank you very much uh, for Thanks, coming guys. by, dude. It was a lot of fun. Uh, are you in town for the holidays? I'm going to Arizona, going to see the parents and the in laws because they never stop moving. Good That's God. Right. Maybe we'll get all to finish up back in Greece or in England. Maybe that's Fantastic. where it go full circle. Yeah, full right? circle would be great. Well, maybe we'll have you back on when the movie is ready to uh, be that, launched, and we'll talk, we'll talk in greater detail about the For movie sure. and the process of you making it and stuff like that. Would be really exciting. That'd be great. So we'd yeah. love to have you back. And how all right, thanks, out. guys. Yeah, uh, happy holidays, everybody. Yep, thanks for coming. Mahalo. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe 